0: Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. If you've ever gotten sick and wondered, what can I do to feel better as quickly as possible? The answer is take vitamin C. Scientists say that taking vitamin C daily can help you recover from illnesses and infections two times faster. A recent study showed that hospitalized patients suffering from a serious respiratory infection. Recovered twice as fast when they took vitamin C. And patients were able to go home seven days sooner than patients who weren't being given this vitamin. Pretty incredible, right? With so many respiratory infections floating around today, vitamin C is a must have supplement to keep on hand for when you inevitably catch something. Or if you're dealing with kind of allergy like symptoms as well, vitamin C is really helpful for that. But you have to know that not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. If you're taking vitamin C in capsule, powder, or tablet form, you're missing out on the key immunity benefits. Vitamin C is hard to absorb, so most supplements pass through your body without ever helping your immune system. A quality vitamin C supplement that I recommend is made by a company called Purality Health. They have a patented vitamin C formula that utilizes something called liposomal technology to help nutrients absorb 800% more effectively than standard supplements. Each bottle of their vitamin C delivers increased absorption, far better than standard vitamin C supplements. And it comes packed with extra nutrients like vitamin E. And it's backed by a 180 day satisfaction guarantee. And today, they're offering 30% off to my listeners. Visit puralityhealth.com and use the coupon DRJ to save 30% on your order. The next time you're sick, you'll be grateful you did this. Again, Visit Purality Health. That's P-U-R-A-L-I-T-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com and use the coupon code D-R-J for 30% off today. Welcome back to the podcast. Have a really great topic today. It is how menopause affects the microbiome with my friend Dr. Michelle Sands. And in this interview, we're going to talk about what menopause is, what perimenopause is, common symptoms that women experience as they go through perimenopause and menopause, things like hot flashes, low libido, vaginal dryness, um, headaches, weight gain. We're going to cover all of that. We're going to talk about the link between menopause and gut health. This is really you know, such an important topic when it comes to women aging well. We've got to really make sure we're taking good care of the gut managing stress, keeping stress under control, optimizing sleep. So we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about the effects of estrogen and progesterone on gut health and on inflammation levels. And we're going to we're going to ask the question, and this is a hormone expert. So we're going to ask the question, is hormone replacement so we're talking about estrogen, progesterone replacement, a good strategy for someone going through a number of symptoms associated with menopause. So you guys are in for a treat here. You're going to love this interview. A little bit about Dr. Michelle Sands. She is a number one international best-selling author. She's a naturopath and doctor of natural medicine and a highly sought after female hormone and anti-aging expert. She's all over the media and she sees women from all over the world and has a remarkable track record for improving health and happiness with her proven proprietary system, the GLOW protocol and offers women going through the perimenopause and menopause transition accessible, affordable and safe options for hormone restoration through her widely popular healthy hormone club. And she actually has a free hormone restoration masterclass and we'll have all the info there in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. She is a hormone expert. You guys are going to love this interview. And if you've not left us a five star review now is the time to do that. I want to take a moment and read this Apple iTunes five-star review. It says, Dr. Jockers is great at summarizing peer-reviewed, referenced research in concise and easy-to-digest pieces, while at the same time making it tactical and practical so you can use the information today to make a difference in my health. Highly recommend this podcast to anyone looking for natural alternative health solutions. That's from Peter on our apple itunes five-star review so go ahead and leave your review leave a great comment happy to read that on one of our upcoming podcasts thank you guys so much for doing that thank you for being a part of our community and let's go into the show well dr michelle sands thanks so much for joining us today
1: thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure to be here
0: absolutely well i know you're a hormone female hormone expert and uh, you work with a lot of women that are going through perimenopause and menopause so let's talk about some of the major symptoms that women experience as they're going through this transition in life
1: yeah so there are there are tons of symptoms the ones that we talk about the most are going to be hot flashes night sweats insomnia vaginal dryness and mood swings those are like the ones that everybody attributes to menopause but there's actually 99 symptoms of menopause everything ranging to ringing in the ears, to sore joints, to high cholesterol, and of course, gut health issues, ranging from bloating, gas, um, constipation, diarrhea, leaky gut, It, it goes on and on, and the hormones are so much our chemical messengers of our body, so they're involved in pretty much every aspect of our life, and then every aspect of our life, from everything we eat, everything we think about, how we sleep, environment we interact with, that all interacts with our hormones. So they're very sensitive. It it seems like they, they might be scary to balance hormones, but everything you do to have a healthier heart, everything you do to have healthier bones, everything you do to have a healthier gut also helps your hormones too. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hormones are such a key player in uh, our overall physiological processes. And so what's actually happening to a woman's hormones as she goes into perimenopause and then into menopause?
1: Yeah. So, you know, women's hormones cycle throughout their reproductive years. So starting at puberty, uh, we start having fluctuating levels of estrogen and progesterone Our testosterone increases. And then as we reach Our end of our reproductive life, which is our perimenopause stage, where we're kind of winding down our ovarian production of our estrogen, progesterone is starting to slow. We're not releasing eggs every month and we're not getting that bump of progesterone and estrogen each month. So we start to notice symptoms. First symptoms that usually happen are associated with progesterone decline. That's usually the first hormone to drop because when uh, we don't release an egg, there is no need for progesterone to increase. And so symptoms like anxiety, symptoms like insomnia, um, constipation is another big one with low progesterone. Most women don't put two and two together, but progesterone really helps with gut motility. And so even women before perimenopause, women who are cycling, may notice that right before their period, they start to get a little constipated. And then when they get their period, they might get what's referred to as the period poops where you have a little bit of diarrhea. And the women will notice this all throughout the reproductive years, but a lot of women don't put two and two together to know that it's actually the hormones that are fluctuating and not necessarily something they ate. And um, so that's really interesting. So progesterone is the first one to fall. And um, then we have estrogen and when estrogen falls Oestrogen is so important for the female health, for our brain. So brain fog kicks in. We start to get um, loss of collagen. So starting at age, um, whatever age you enter menopause, the average age is 51, but most women will enter perimenopause five to seven years before that. So this can be as early as a 30s for some women. Average is in the 40s, but your collagen will start to drop. So you'll start to notice more um, laxity in your skin wrinkles, um, fine lines, things like that. Also joint pain because estrogen is a lubricator. So it's really important for lubricating our joints and you may notice that you start to have joint pain, stiffness. Um, Estrogen is also very important for um, not only brain health, but bone health and heart health. And then of course there's the vaginal dryness, painful sex, all the issues around the vaginal microbiome including urinary tract infections because estrogen is so important for supporting our lactobacillus which is important for our gut health but also our vaginal microbiome as well so those are some of the big ones like i said there's everything from tinnitus to high cholesterol to hair loss um it, it, there's so many symptoms of menopause but specifically for gut health um our hormones are so important, and a lot of women notice as they reach their 40s, they start to notice they can't eat as many foods as they used to eat. They start to get cramping or bloating or digestive issues once they have their meal, and a lot of women will actually cut out whole food groups because they're afraid of what's going to happen to their digestion, and then also a lot of my clients will say they actually avoid some social situations because they start to have a lot of uncontrollable gas. And it's really a quality of life thing that um, making sure we have that balance is so important. There's a lot that we can do.
0: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned three hormones, estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. And so as women are going through this transition, you mentioned progesterone's dropping, estrogens dropping, and oftentimes, even though it's kind of normal and natural for these hormones to, to drop... Oftentimes progesterone drops more, right? Like a kind of a greater, uh, it drops yeah.
1: first. Yeah. So, drops progesterone first. drops okay, first. Yeah. And so, and there could then, be a larger gap between yeah.
0: the estrogen and progesterone. And that can be a player in some of these symptoms as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Hormones are all about balance. And so, when our estrogen and progesterone is balanced with our testosterone as well for women, mm-hmm. We don't talk about testosterone a lot, but women have a good deal of testosterone in relation to the rest of their hormones. We just don't make quite as much as men, Mm -hmm. but it's so important for our bodies. And there's there's things that are associated with low testosterone. One of the um, major things associated with low testosterone is going to be um, loss of energy, loss of sex drive, but also testosterone is really important for um, reducing inflammation specifically Mm. in our gut. And so low progesterone or or testosterone, I mean, can actually lead to leaky gut, increased intestinal permeability, which then down the line can lead to increased risk of autoimmune conditions and, um, much bigger issues down the road. So having healthy testosterone levels, so very important for women, but In addition, like even if your testosterone levels stay strong, if those are high in relation to your estrogen and progesterone, because they've now dropped, now you can have issues like acne, hair loss, belly fat, and things that you don't want as well. So we don't want to have high testosterone in relation to our estrogen and progesterone. We want everything to be balanced. Mm. Same thing with estrogen. We don't want estrogen dominance. We want a balance of our estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone that hormones need. It's like Goldilocks and the three bears. They need to be not too much, not too little, but just right.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And also when, when women are younger, high testosterone is associated with PCOS, polycystic ovarian yes. syndrome as well. That's not what a woman's going to experience as she goes into menopause, but But Uh, it could be a
1: similar scenario because with PCOS, women generally are having an ovulatory cycles, meaning that they're Mm -hmm. not ovulating and that's causing them to have significantly decreased progesterone and progesterone opposes testosterone, kind of keeps it in line. And so these women are kind of experiencing in on a smaller scale, like actually on a larger scale for them, but on a smaller scale in perimenopause, it's a similar scenario for a lot of women as their progesterone drops but their androgen stay um, mm. level. It's, it's different. It's really unique for a lot of women because you can have a woman who is 40 years old and she can have very, very low testosterone and her progesterone and estrogen haven't dropped yet. But conversely, you can have a woman who has very perfect testosterone but her estrogen and progesterone have dropped so low that now she has those PCOS-like symptoms.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now you touched on the way that some of these hormones impact the gut, the microbiome, and just the gut junction itself. You mentioned with estrogen, I heard you mention how that has a beneficial effect on lactobacillus, which a lot of the different species of lactobacillus are are, are healthy uh, bacteria that are in our intestinal tract, as well as in our, you mentioned, um, in our urinary our urinary tract, right? So they play it.
1: Exactly. An, yeah. And the and urinary play. and vaginal microbiome yeah. is so important to keep that in check. And it is very much related to our gut microbiome. So usually mm-hmm. if you're, you have an issue in one, you're going to have an issue in another, especially if it's due to a lack of estrogen. So it's not just the lactobacilli though. It's also the bifidobacteria as well. So those are two big, huge species of bacteria that not only do we need those in, in order to have good neurotransmitter synthesis and good absorption and digestion of our food, but also those two bacteria species, they also help to keep the balance of your bad bacteria tamped down. So mm. a decrease in estrogen can harm the, the levels of your good lactobacillus and bifidobacteria, but also it can cause an increase in the more harmful or less um, less preferential bacteria to have in the gut. You know, all, we need all of the bugs in our gut to have the environmental um, yeah. diversity, but you want them in certain levels. So the more harmful bacteria, when they get, Higher And you have less lactobacillus and the bacteria, then you're going to have things, digestive issues. You might have cramping, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, difficult digesting foods. And so you really do want that optimal balance. And there's things that you can do besides replacing estrogen, of course, you know, eating a healthy diet, having fiber in your diet. Um, taking a probiotic, eating fermented foods, having prebiotic rich foods. So there's, it's not just about replacing hormones. Um, we do do that in our practice, and a lot of women will want to do that for all the other symptoms of menopause as well. But it's really important to know like why these things are happening to you. Yeah. It's not... Um, it's not that you did something wrong. It's just the human body. The female body wasn't really designed to live past 50 something years old. Um, so we, we, our systems kind of shut down. And if we, now we have the technology and we have the sanitation and we have the lifestyle where we can live to 100 years old. And so that's why for a lot of women, replacing hormones is an option because now they can live vibrantly until that 100th year.
0: Yeah, for sure. And let's come back to uh, replacing hormones. But first, let's talk about, you know, you mentioned estrogen, how that impacts the gut. How about progesterone? What's its impact? On Before the we
1: move on to progesterone, I also just wanted to add in with yeah. estrogen, it has a huge impact on our bile production and our mm-hmm. digestive of fats. Mm-hmm. So our gallbladder stores bile. Yeah. And that is basically uh, bile is produced by the liver. It's a digestive flu that helps to break down fats. And when estrogen levels drop, we actually make less of this bile. And so now um, it's kind of more concentrated when it empties into the digestive system. And so that can make digesting fats extremely difficult for women. And now,
0: by, be- by more concentrated, you mean like more sluggish? It's just less, it's more
1: sludgy. Yeah, it's not as like free flowing it yep. becomes more kind of like sticky cholesterol sweaty. rich yeah exactly is made
0: up of bilirubin which is a yep. product of red blood cells cholesterol and salts specific salts yeah. and so it's going to have a higher concentration of cholesterol to salt which makes it more sluggish there
1: yeah exactly exactly sluggish is a perfect word and when that happens it, you're going to have a harder time digesting your fats but also mm-hmm. It can put you at risk of developing like gallstones and gallbladder problems as well. So that also has a direct relation to estrogen. And and that's so
0: key too, because bile, not only is it key for digestion, but it actually helps to sterilize the small intestine. Yes. Yes. The bacterial levels under control. And a lot of people are dealing with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and that can be related to poor bile production.
1: Yeah, and we do see an increase in SIBO in women as they enter perimenopause and menopause. So, and it's higher in women than in men all over. So that's a huge, it's a huge distinction that we often don't think of. Like a lot of people aren't pointing to estrogen and progesterone when it comes to gut issues, but I think it is really important to, to take note of that.
0: Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about a new product that I've been taking every single morning. It's from our friends over at Paleo Valley. It's called Neuro Effect, and it is a neuro-supportive blend of eight full-spectrum mushroom extracts and whole coffee fruit extract. It's designed to help boost up brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF, which is like miracle grow for your brain cells. It has got lion's mane mushroom, well-renowned for its effect on the brain. It's got reishi mushroom, which is phenomenal for your immune system. It also helps with calming your brain and helping you sleep more effectively. It has got shaga, As well as cordyceps in there, which are phenomenal for energy and for mental clarity. It also has turkey tail mushroom and maitake, which are amazing for your immune system as well. So, this product also has a whole fruit, has whole coffee fruit extract. Only two milligrams of caffeine, but whole coffee fruit extract actually boosts your BDNF levels 4.3 times greater than if you were actually drinking coffee itself. I mean, we all know that coffee helps improve your energy or mental clarity, but it's the whole organic coffee fruit extract that has the most powerful effect on your brain without the downside of caffeine. That's what you get in this neuro effect product. So I've been taking this on a regular basis to support my brain health, my immune system. I take it in the morning and you can try it now too. I've negotiated with Paleo Valley to make sure that you guys get 15% off this product. It's called NeuroEffect. You can find it at paleovalley.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to get 15% off today. There's also a marker, beta-glucuronidase, that I know that you look at my health coaches look at when we're de- we're looking at people's stool analysis and looking at hormone balance. What is the role that plays with estrogen metabolism?
1: Yeah. So up until now, we've been talking about the effect estrogen has on the microbiome, but the microbiome also has a huge effect on our estrogen circulation in our body. So there's a whole there's a part of the microbiome that we call the estrobolum. and part of what that does is it releases an enzyme called beta glucuronidase, and this enzyme, what it can do is it can take estrogen that you've had circulating through your body and then you've metabolized it and now you're getting ready to excrete it out, the used estrogen, it can actually reactivate that estrogen and send it back through the circulation. And this can create estrogen dominance issues for women. Um, Even women with menopause symptoms, you don't really want that recirculating estrogen going back through the body. So you have to have the right amount of beta-glucuronidase so you can actually excrete the used estrogens.
0: Yeah, and I see a lot of people that have elevated beta-beta glucuronidase, and so
1: yeah. So as now, we get into,
0: yeah, as we get into solutions, we definitely want to touch on that what they can do to help bring that down.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: now, again, going back to because we've talked a lot about estrogen and it, its impact on the gut and how the gut impacts estrogen levels.
1: Mm-hmm. How about
0: progesterone? What is its yeah. impact on the gut?
1: So progesterone's major impact on the gut has to do with gut motility. So estrogen is really important for helping moving your food through the digestive tract. When progesterone levels decline, this can actually slow gut motility mm-hmm. and this can contribute to gas and kind of the putrefying of foods, releasing harmful gas and, and discomfort, bloating, distension, constipation. And then you can also kind of retoxify your body cuz when you're when you're excreting stool and urine, you're actually getting rid of toxins. And so when you are have or when you're constipated, you can actually send those toxins back up through your body, just like with the estrogens recirculating, you can have toxins recirculating as well. And a lot of people can feel kind of sicky, sluggish, uncomfortable, tired, fatigued. And this is a direct relating to progesterone.
0: Yeah, I always say you got to pee and poop your way to good health.
1: <laughs> and that's the <laughs> elegant way to put it. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. And so, so we've talked a lot about these hormones, how they're impacting gut function. And that was, that was really interesting. I didn't know that, that progesterone had that impact on motility. So, so critical. So estrogen playing a really big role again with bile production. So that way we're able to, um, sterilize the small intestine, digest and absorb fats and fat soluble nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, all these key nutrients, Uh, omega-3 fatty acids, all these really key players in overall physiology and immune health, hormone health, all that that stuff. Um, And then you mentioned testosterone playing a big role in keeping inflammation under control. So you Mm guys can kind of see how all three of these hormones in balance really work to keep that gut working just right, keeping that microbiome in balance Obviously, as a woman goes through perimenopause, menopause, there's going to be kind of a teeter-totter where it's like there's going to be times based on her stress levels, her sleep, things like that, where things are out of balance. And ideally, you know, if you're out there and you're listening, you know what you need to do to get back in balance, right? But you may not, and that's where Dr. Michelle is here for. So let's talk about that, things that we can do to create balance with these hormones.
1: Yeah. So balance, that's the perfect word. I mean, balance for your hormones, but also balance for your lifestyle, right? We live in a very hard charging, do it all kind of lifestyle and that attitude of just trying to get things done all the time and not taking time for rest. That's one of the main contributors to one hormone imbalance, but to the gut issues associated with hormone imbalance because one thing we didn't talk about was when your estrogen and progesterone decline your cortisol can increase mm-hmm. because of stress so we, we just have a less a lower ability to deal with stress when we have a decline in our estrogen and progesterone partly because there's more inflammation but we're more sensitive because of the neurotransmitters that are affected and so when cortisol's is up it, it just makes you more heightened stress response, which takes you out of the rest and digest response, right? It's opposite. The relaxation response helps with digestion and repair where the stress response is going to be more the fight or flight. Um, you're not going to take the time to digest as much. You don't release as much digestive enzymes into your system, you don't release as much hydrochloric acid. And so that's that's really key is taking the time out to have a practice, whether that be breathing, yoga meditation um, walking outside in nature reading a book painting doing something that you actually enjoy that may not be productive but does something for you taking time out that's, that's like number one for me over supplements over you know hormone replacement over anything else you can do that's definitely number one is stress reduction practices every day non-negotiable um for sure that's going to help your digestion I'm um, also speaking of that when we take, when we sit down to eat a meal, not eating on the go, like taking our time to chew our food and chew our food really well. Cause chewing actually is like the beginning of your digestion. It mixes with your saliva and it helps your body to have that pre-broken down food going into your digestive system and that, that's going to be huge. Also, it's mindfulness with your food. You're going to feel fuller faster. You're going to be more satisfied. So, cheering your food, taking the time to eat. And then, of course, for, for food, diet, and eating a diet that's rich in fiber, but also diverse, in fruits and vegetables but also um, animal products if you eat those because the more diverse your diet the more diverse your microbiome and you're going to have the ability to feed all of your microbes in your body fiber is going to help with the motility it's going to help move things through Um, so that's very important a a lot of people don't get enough fiber Um, you know in the united states we don't eat enough fiber so just trying to make sure that you're getting fiber including fermented foods Things like yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi, those are all gonna help promote the growth of your good bacteria. If you can't eat per- fermented foods, you don't like them, consider taking a probiotic supplement. Um, I like spore-based supplements, but you, know, you can find one that you like and works for you. If you've never taken a probiotic before, you may have to work your way into it slowly with a quarter dose or a half dose um, just because it can. Uh, cause a little digestive issues at first if you don't have what you need to accommodate it, but it will help. Um, staying hydrated, really important. Hydration is going to help with your digestion. It's going to help with your elimination. So drinking your water, super important. Um, also eating foods that help to support your, um, your bile production is going to be great. Things like artichokes are gonna be super important because those help with um, just supporting bile production as well. Um, Let's see what else, I said fiber, Um, getting sleep. Sleep is so important for our digestion. So making sure that you um, take the time and get seven to nine hours of quality sleep a night. When we're sleeping, this is when our body repairs itself. This is when your liver it actually helps to clear out, and that's going to be important for your hormone balance. And so sleep, very important. And then like just for some remedies, if you are having digestive distress or bloating or gas, ginger tea and peppermint tea are great to have on hand to just sip on. Really helps with gas and bloating and gut motility. Um, so I think that those are great, great options as well.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of really good strategies right there. Kind of a good foundation to start with. This podcast is sponsored by Liver Health Formula from Pure Health Research. For anyone looking to ignite their fat burning metabolism, boost their energy and transform how they look and feel, they must start taking care of their liver. Your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every single day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins, man-made chemicals, alcohol, and dangerous food additives and preservatives. And after decades of wear and tear, our livers slow down and they become sluggish. And this is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities. It boosts your energy levels and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It also works remarkably well to fight fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting a hundred million Americans. And right now, as a listener of our show, you could try liver health formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you're gonna receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain. With four times better absorption, Thanks to this special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Just go to get liver forward slash jockers or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's get Liver help. So getliverhel dot com forward slash jockers or call 800 282 1757 You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to risk. But supplies are limited. So go head over to get liviverhelp.com forward slash or or call toll free at 800 282 1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's liverhelp.com forward slash jockers or call 800 282 1757. Now, yeah. when you're seeing a woman, let's say a woman's doing all those things, but you look at labs and she's got high beta glucuronidase going back to that compound that the gut microbiome produces that causes the estrogen levels to recirculate, right? Particularly, you know, estrogens, we should be breaking down and metabolizing and excreting. Now they're elevated up in the bloodstream. Um, and oftentimes, you know, very, very toxic estrogen compounds being Mm -hmm. elevated. Um, what, what should a woman do if, if they see something like that on a stool test or, what yeah, we'll
1: choice? typically recommend supplementing with something like calcium decalucrate, which helps mm. with that. And then also DIM, which helps your body detox estrogen. Um, yeah. And then of course, exercise, healthy diet, um, sauna and other things that help with detox, like red light therapy. These are all can be helpful in um, getting the harmful estrogens out, but mm. also um, going back and healing that gut. Because uh, it's not. we don't want to just treat the beta glucuronidase because it's part yeah. of whole environment so looking to see like do you have a good balance of your good bacteria if you're looking at labs you're going to be able to see this do you have a possible parasite mold yeast anything like that and and really um gut health as you know (laughs) because you're the expert here it's so important for every system in your body so if you are noticing any issue with your gut chances are there's another issue that also needs to be worked on but beta glucuronidase is a great Supplemental um, thing that you can take to help with that beta glucuronidase. Um, calcium deglucurate helps with beta glucuronidase, could get it to its kind of balance, but looking to find out why that's happening it is probably mm-hmm. even more important.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, calcium deglucurate is probably the most well studied compound for getting that beta glucuronidase under control. But I found also that adding in more of the the bitters, right? Whether it's- Yeah,
1: definitely. Bitters. Yes. And you like mentioned artichoke, ginger, yep.
0: things like that can be helpful. Milk thistle actually can be really helpful. Yes. Oftentimes yep. there's issues going on with the liver um, related- with uh, the-
1: Absolutely, properties. absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that can be really, really helpful supporting that um, as a whole. Now-
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. What are some other things that you're seeing perhaps on labs- Maybe uh, what, first off, what are the key labs? Do you do a Dutch test? What are some of the key labs you like to look at?
1: Yeah, so we like look at a Dutch test is that's going to give us not only levels of hormones, but also we can see how those hormones are breaking down, which pathway for testosterone, mm. that's super important, especially for women. As we can see as your testosterone breaking down uh, the more androgenic pathway, mm. where if we added testosterone, you might suffer from hair loss, facial hair belly fat, things like that. So that's really important to look at. But for estrogens, it's really important to see, is your estrogen breaking down the pathway that can cause DNA damage or the healthy pathway or a great kind of split of all three pathways, which is nice. And then the Dutch also is nice because it's gonna give you cortisol, four points during the day. So you can see what your cortisol rhythm is like. You can see your metabolized cortisol, which can give us some insight into thyroid. And then we can also see some other markers like melatonin and oxidative stress markers as well. So it's, it's a really a nice test. It's a little expensive. So we do have an alternative. We also do saliva and blood spot testing. If someone just wants to see if their estrogen, progesterone, testosterone are not where they need to be, that's a great way to kind of spot check. And those are, that's like a quarter of the price of a Dutch test. So it depends what you're looking for and how much information you want. And in, in a perfect world where testing costs any money, like I definitely would recommend the Dutch test, but we also offer other testing as well.
0: Yeah. And the Dutch stands for dried urine testing for comprehensive hormones. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned, it's got a lot of biomarkers, so you can it really does. see a lot and help customize a plan. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to get that to start. However, especially if you're hitting plateaus and you're doing a lot of things, Dr. Michelle's been talking about, then that would be a really good, good strategy to look yeah. at because that can help fine fine tune things. A lot of times for for women, they'll just take something like dim. So hear all the press, you know, about how diandomethane yeah. is so good for estrogen levels, but you know, sometimes they, that's not their issue, right? That's not going to impact yeah. the pathway that they need help with.
1: Exactly. Now, for a lot of women in my demographic, they not only have the gut problems, but they also have the hot flashes and the vaginal dryness and all the other things. So they are looking for hormone replacement. In that case, Mm -hmm. we actually don't use the Dutch test because the Dutch doesn't give you an absolute Mm. level of progesterone. It gives you an inference based on the metabolites. So we do like to use the saliva or dry blood testing when we're looking at replacing those hormones and we're just looking at absolute levels. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely an option. So you have so many options. You can start with lifestyle, with diet, exercise, stress reduction, sleep, supplementation but if that doesn't do it or you also still have other symptoms besides the gut issues then you know hormone replacement therapy is available it's bioidentical hormone replacement therapy is absolutely safe especially when it's topical there's really zero side effects and their only side effects are like living longer right so it's not it's not a taboo thing like it used to be and in menopause itself is is no longer taboo to talk about either is talking about it. All of the celebrities are talking about it now. So it used to be that women were embarrassed about menopause or embarrassed about digestive issues, but now we're ta- we're all talking about it, right? And so you don't need to be embarrassed. It's, it happens to everybody, and um, there's no need, there's no reason not to get help.
0: Mm, yeah. And what is what's the difference between uh, between bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and conventional hormone replacement therapy?
1: So conventional or synthetic hormone replacement therapy, the difference is it's the the substances that you're putting in your body are similar to the chemical structure of the hormones that your body makes, but not the same. So they might have a little extra hydrogen or carbon or a little extra thing on there, but the bioidentical hormones are absolutely identical to the hormone, chemically structured to the hormones that your body makes. So your body can't tell the difference. Um, We do, some of the synthetic hormones are still considered safe. However, um, orally, oral hormones for estrogen, particularly oral estrogen, whether it's bioidentical or synthetic, actually can cause some problems with clotting and some other issues. So I, I never recommend oral estrogen, whether it be bioidentical or synthetic. And I'm a naturopathic physician, so I'm always going to try to do everything as close to nature as possible. And we're always going to opt for if it's available, why not opt for the hormones that are identical to what your body's expecting?
0: Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned so bioidentical obviously is is the identical structure of uh, the hormones that our body's naturally producing. Yeah. And then you mentioned a topical approach, right? And yeah. topically, it can cross into the bloodstream transdermally through the skin. Why is that a more effective strategy than oral?
1: Because orally, you have to, it has to go through your digestive tract, go into your liver, be metabolized, and then go into the bloodstream. Whereas topical, that hormone is going into the bloodstream in the first pass. So it doesn't have to um, be metabolized by the liver first. And when it's metabolized by the liver, it's changed a little bit. You also lose a lot of hormones when it has to go through your digestive tract. So you have to use a much higher dose to get the same effect when you're doing oral versus topically.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so based on specific testing, you could see if a woman might need a little bit more progesterone, a little bit more estrogen, a little more, more testosterone, or do you, you know, are sometimes women need a little bit of all three is it yeah. Yeah. Everyone's
1: different. So we look at test results, but, and there's a range testing is not a perfect number. There's uh, from this level to this level is considered normal. So we also look at symptoms because every woman's going to be different. Some women like to be at the top of the range for testosterone. Other women feel better in the middle or, or the lower ends of the range. And so we're always going to look at symptoms. We look at like a hundred different symptoms, self-evaluated by the, the woman combine with their test results to see, are you in the range? Are you below the range? Are you right where you need to be? Do you need a little bump to feel a little better? And so we'll do that. And it's not a perfect science, right? So we retest every four months, we reevaluate symptoms, and we dial it in. And every woman's going to be a little bit different. And then also, depending on the stage of her life, if she's in perimenopause, it's going to fluctuate a little bit because she's still making hormones sometimes. And if she has a stressful environment, if she gets sick then things can fluctuate as well. So it's always, you always have to be rechecking and reevaluating.
0: Yeah, it's really good to know. And uh, I know just just clinically, I've seen a lot of women do amazing when they get the right amount of hormones. It's like life-changing for them. And I'm sure you're seeing this on a, on a yeah. regular
1: basis. It, it is life-changing. Unfortunately, some doctors will give you mega doses of hormones, which we never recommend. We only recommend physiological doses, what -hmm. the body would expect. But there are some clinics, anti-aging clinics out there that they want you to get like a big result right away. So they give Mm -hmm. mega doses, which feels really good at first for a lot of women, and men, but then what happens is you start getting symptoms and it starts not working as much because your body is just like rejecting mm. the Do You dose. get
0: like a receptor down regulation. Is that what happens? Almost like if you take a high, high amount of insulin, you create more insulin resistance.
1: It's not quite the same. Um, the mechanism's kind of uncertain because it's not, you don't get so much a receptor down regulation as you get the symptoms of too high hormones like i said it's goldilocks right so it takes a while to reverse those symptoms and some of them especially for women are it can take a long time to reverse That their voice can change with too much testosterone Mm. clitoris can get larger um, and these things can take a long time and maybe never change back so it's really Mm. important to be uh, work with someone who you know is like looking out for your best interest that understand the whole body holistically and not just they're not just handing out hormones in a clinic because that there are some people that do that and it might work for some people but it's it's not a good idea in the long term we always want to look towards long-term health and what's going to help you now but what's going to make you feel better in 10 years 20 years 30 years as well
0: yeah for sure and and i know that you guys you have a free hormone restoration masterclass as well that uh women or, or men, anybody can go to, to, uh, really discover more about what's happening with their hormones. If they're dealing with any of these perimenopause menopause symptoms for men, um, you know, low testosterone issues, and they can learn more about it. How do, how do people access that?
1: Yeah, you can go to fixhormones.com and you just put your information in and you can choose when you want to watch the class. If you don't find a time that works, you can just click anytime and we will send you the replay right afterwards. And it's great because it's going to dispel. All the myths and misconceptions, and there's a lot of confusion around hormones, hormone replacement, who it's for, who it's not for, what help you will it hurt you, and I, I explain it all in really simple, easy to understand terms. And then you can also ask questions as well.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. That's going to be a really great solution for for a lot of women out there. And let's talk. Let's go back to testosterone. What are some key strategies beyond what you mentioned earlier for testosterone? You know, when I think about it, I think. Weight training, I think resistance yeah. training and most women, you know, a lot of women, not, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of women are, are concerned about weight training. They think, you know, they're going to get bulky. Yes. Um, but really I like one that, of the best that's,
1: that's coming around the corner that I feel like that is changing. Like now, I think when I was growing up, women were supposed to be skinny. But now like everyone wants to have a booty, like yeah. it's like bigger is yeah, strong texture. is the new skinny, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited to see that. But yes. Um, there was actually a study showing like the most testosterone boosting activity that they've ever found was uh, chopping wood with an ax, hmm. <laughs> wow, but you can stimulate that with like kettlebells or those, um, they have those kind of, I don't know, sledgehammer things and cross yeah, yeah. But lifting heavy weights. Yeah. So for heavy weights for one person is going to be different from heavy weights for another person. For some people that might be a body weight squat if they've never done squats before, but it's where it's hard for you after eight to 10 reps and then you, you rest and you go again. That's great. Sleep. Lack of sleep is one of the primary reasons for low testosterone, believe it or not. Huge importance, um, and then also like nutrient deficiency, like not getting enough zinc, yeah, not getting minerals, and then also not getting enough protein is really important. So, mm. one thing I didn't mention is magnesium is actually a really good mineral for people who have constipation, bloating, sluggishness. Um, magnesium can help with relieving gas, relieving constipation, and so you, that's something very easy that women can take. Um, you can, if you take too much of, especially magnesium citrate, you might get diarrhea. So just be careful with it, but also eating magnesium rich foods can be helpful as well. Spinach, beet greens, uh, sweet potatoes, things like that are going to be great. Dark chocolate, right? We all love that. And then Epsom salt baths can be also awesome because you can absorb it through your skin.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And magnesium is also good for helping calm high cortisol as well. Yeah, a exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like the it's stress mineral, right? Effect. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Super key. Well, you know, this has been a great interview. We've covered a lot, a lot of great information here. I know that the listeners are going to really enjoy this. Um, again, that, that site, what was it? fixhormones.com that people can Absolutely.
1: go to. Absolutely. I- That's where you can watch the masterclass. And then, you know, I'm always answering questions. My team, I have a team of hormone specialists, doctors and nurses, and we love answering your questions. So don't, don't be shy.
0: Wonderful. And and your normal website also is GlowNaturalWellness.com as well?
1: That's correct. GlowNaturalWellness.com and then Fixed Hormones, you can find the masterclass.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Michelle. This has been a wonderful interview. I know listeners have learned a lot. Any last words of inspiration here for our audience?
1: Yeah. So since we're talking about menopause and perimenopause, I just want to let women know that your final period is not the end of your story there's a whole nother chapter. There's much more to go. Never let anyone write your prescription for the rest of your life. It's not you write that prescription. And the the things that you're learning in this series from Dr. Dockers and the other experts, these are the things that are going to help you thrive. So just know it's not the end. It's the beginning.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Dr. Michelle. Go check out fixhormones.com, guys, and we'll see you in a future interview. Be blessed, everybody.